0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7
1: ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, jam-packed 60 minutes in stores. We, uh, of course, take you up until six, uh, 6 o'clock, which is 60 minutes away. Lots to do. Lots to run through. So let's dive right in. Of course, uh, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, on Gordon Damer, the daily poll question is up for today. We will get to that in a second. But in case you are just waking up, in case you're just rolling out of bed, just getting in the car, whatever you got going on, welcome to Monday. As we get ready for uh, for most of us, a short week this week with Thanksgiving on Thursday. Now, if you went to bed early last night, maybe you made the uh, the business decision. You know what? I'm not going to stay up for the second half of the Sunday night game. I'll find out what happened uh, when I wake up. Of course, it was Niners and Packers. And if you went to bed early last night, let me be the first to say congratulations. Good call by you. Yeah, that was not even close. Niners absolutely smoked the pack 37-8. to Aaron Rodgers running for his life. San Francisco moves to uh, 10-1. and But that, of course, is not where we're going to start today. We will start with another dominant performance, though, a lot closer to home. The New York Jets, coming off wins against the Giants, Washington, came into Sunday. Facing off against the Oakland Raiders. Hosting the Oakland Raiders. And the term that I think that uh, fit this game, the term that I used talking about this game was measuring stick. It was a measuring stick game for the the Jets. And not that they necessarily had to go out and win the game. But I think going into that game, coming off the previous two weeks, you had to show that the previous two weeks were not simply the result of playing what are... Without question, two of the worst teams in the NFL in the Giants and Washington. And hard to imagine the Jets having a better day than they did on Sunday. It was no contest. If it was a boxing match, the ref would have called it TKO. Jets beat Oakland in every phase, including the scoreboard, which is the most important one. 34 to 3. And really, it wasn't even that close. Sam Darnold hit Robbie Anderson with that touchdown with about, uh, I guess it was about six minutes to go in the third, I think. Uh, And if the Jets needed to score 50 yesterday, they would have scored, they would have done anything they needed to do. Complete domination, start to finish. Safe to say, just one thing on the Raiders. It seemed like all week, and myself included, there have been plenty of people who have been critical of John Gruden's tenure in Oakland. And I think a lot of us spent the last week saying, you know what? Maybe Gruden's got a better clue than we think. Maybe he's got that thing pointed around. You know what? Apologies to John Gruden. Well, I would like to, for one, say I want my apology back because uh, <laughs> that was worse than even I could have expected. But it's not about the Raiders. When you look at the Jets, I think the first place you look on Sunday and all credit where credit is due, it's always funny to me when I have, uh, when I'm, Talking about something, whatever team, it a player or whatever, and that player is playing really well or playing really poorly, and I simply point that out. And then, as the season goes along, games go along, sometimes the performance changes, and people will say, "Well, what are you going to say now?" Well, I'm going to say that the performance changed. What are you going to say now, smart guy? Well, I'm going to say the Jets played really well on Sunday. They were dominant in every phase, and they went out and won the game. What the hell do you think I'm going to say? What do you think I'm going to say? Oh, you know what? I didn't like um, I didn't like the uniforms on Sunday. You know, I think that it was not uh, good that, uh, you know, the towels on the front of the players' uniforms didn't look right. I mean, we're not picking this thing out of cl- – you know, I-, I don't come up with my opinions like weeks in advance. I'm not Skip Bayless. God, I wish I was. I could use that money could use that money, my friend. Um, This is not preordained. I watch the games. I give you my thoughts on the games. And you know what? When the team plays well, I say, hey, you know what? That team played well. But when they play terribly, like the Jets have for a good stretch of the season, it's not out of line for me to say, oh, my God, they're playing terribly. But give credit where credit is due on Sunday. Give credit where credit is due for the last three weeks. And I think the first place you look, as with all things Jets, is with the quarterback. Sam Darnold, to me, without question, played his best game of the season. And really, you might be, I mean, he only played two seasons. You could say that's one of his most complete games of his career. Complete control. 20 of 29, 315 through the air, a couple of touchdown passes, touchdown run. Also, more importantly, no turnovers on the day. Didn't have you know the pick like he had in the uh, Cowboys game, which was also a good performance for him this year. But that pick in the Cowboy game, that really could have changed the, the, the outcome of that game. And as bad as he's looked at times, he was that good and better on Sunday. Nine incompletions, uh, incompletions on the entire day. I think like four of them maybe even five of them, was just simply throwing the ball away because there was nothing there. And that doesn't sound like a lot. sounds like faint praise, but no, not forcing things, not making the mistake that could change, you know, maybe the momentum of that game. So all credit due to Sam Darnold, fantastic performance. It's not the only place where credit's due. How about Le'Veon Bell? I think he had his best game of the season. Now, the numbers don't necessarily jump out at you. 49 yards rushing, 59 yards receiving, no touchdowns this week. But he was actually given some room to operate. And look at that. He operated. He looked quicker. He looked more decisive. Helped establish the run early on in the game. And times this year, even despite the contract that he got, he's been a non-factor. And it's a little concerning. But that was not the case yesterday. Good to see that when you give him a little bit of wiggle room to operate, he can certainly get the job done. And I think that credit not only belongs to Bell, belongs to the offensive line. The much maligned Jets offensive line, which has gotten hammered all season, has dealt with countless injuries left and right, every single guy. And the performance up until recently has not been good. I'm not going to revise my my statements from earlier in the year where they were getting destroyed off the snap and say, you know what, we were completely wrong. No, they were much better back then. No, they were terrible then. They were good here. They're good now. They They were good yesterday. Good for them. Opening holes for the running game. Pass protection, they were excellent. Darnold, I think, was only sacked one time. I think he only got hit one other time. The defense flying around the ball, stopping the run, all good things. And then you would have to say also the coach. Adam Gase has gotten more than his fair share of criticism. Not unfair. His team, at times this year, played like a mess. But when they play well, we give him all the credit. Good job by him. And you'd have to say that Adam Gase has been as criticized as anyone in this town, which is saying something considering how many bad teams we have, and one of them we'll get to in a little while. And the fact, he's not really even been in town that long. We have had to shy away from using his name in poll questions, even if it wasn't warranted. We could have had a poll question about golf if we had put Adam Gase's name in there. Adam Gase, I hate that guy. He's gotten his team here in the last three weeks turned around and pointed in the right direction, so credit goes to him. It was about as perfect a game as... As you get in the NFL, very rarely do teams get that. Everything went according to plan. Soup to nuts. Even things out of the Jets' control went well yesterday. Early on in the game, not that it would have mattered, but early on in the game, Raiders receivers dropping wide-open passes. How about the roughing the passer call, which every single week you get one of them. And I think this week the award goes to the officiating crew of the Jets and Raiders game in which Sam Darnold simply got tackled and it was roughing the passer. But two things uh, are funny to me. Off this game and off the last three weeks. Again, people, they they love to tweet me, well, you know, what are you going to say now? What are you going to say now? What did I just say? I said, good job, fantastic. All credit is where credit is due. Again, this is not pre-scripted. I saw a tweet yesterday. Well, what are people going to say now about Adam Gase? We're going to say... That he had his team play well. Adam Gase has not been unfairly criticized on the whole this season. Yesterday, his team played great. I think his game plan was fantastic. Everything he touched turned to gold. But what that does not do is it does not wipe away what has already happened on the year. It doesn't wipe out the Patriots game. doesn't wipe out the Jaguars game. doesn't wipe out the Dolphins game. In fact, kind of makes you wonder why they were so bad in those games. I would even cross off the Patriots game because everybody looks bad against the Patriots, including the Cowboys yesterday. But if you could have actually won the Jaguars game or won a game against the Dolphins, you might have a real shot at something. Because it's funny to me, when you watch yesterday, and again... Everything was perfect yesterday. Everything went according to plan. But one of the things that I wonder, and I don't know if maybe you wonder this too, 1-800-919-ESPN, is after the Dolphin game and the Jaguar game specifically, I heard when things went wrong, as they've gone at times this year, well, you know what, Gordon, come on. How is Gase supposed to do anything? Look at the talent on this team. This team doesn't have any talent. They don't, I mean, look at the injuries. Look at all the injuries. They have so many injuries. No team has ever been this injured. Come on, Gordon, look at the offensive line. How are you supposed to be able to function behind this offensive line? Come on, Gordon, look at the weapons. They don't have any weapons on this team. They have, well, which is it? Like, it's great that they performed as well as they did yesterday. But that doesn't wipe out the performances earlier on in the year. And it wasn't even that they lost a couple of heartbreakers. In those games, they got thoroughly dominated. So I'm going to give full credit. And if you want to believe things are now pointed in the right direction, look, you have the evidence, right? You have the last three weeks. And look at the two teams you're playing next, right? You have the Bengals, who it's interesting to me. Remember when this conversation was about the Dolphins tanking? Monday night football before the Steelers game, you had everybody and anyone and everyone screaming about how the Dolphins were were, uh, putting their players in jeopardy and tanking is wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. The Bengals are intentionally losing games, and they have a quarterback on their team right now in Andy Dalton who's clearly better. Than the guy who's now, I don't know, maybe the Bengals wouldn't win any games. But if they started that guy, they'd have a lot better chance of winning games. But I don't hear any outcry. Where's all the outcry? Where's all the the outrage about how the Bengals are completely tanking games? Don't get that. But the Jets have the Bengals and then they have the Dolphins again. Two teams that you'd have to say, I know the Dolphins are playing better. The Bengals are playing as poorly as anybody. And it almost seems like they're intentionally losing games at this point. So you have the next two games up next. So if you want to look and see the Jets are pointed in the right direction, you have some evidence, and you have two nice, easy, winnable games coming up straight away. So you can feel good. Now, what I'm not going to do, I'm going to give full credit, but what I'm not going to do is get carried away. And that's what Jet fans, unfortunately for you guys, do all the time. So I'm not going to say now, hey, we're in the middle of a playoff chase. You're not. I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? Sam Darnold playing better than Tom Brady right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about how Robbie Anderson now is a number one receiver. I'm not going to start mentioning Shamal Adams' name with Troy Palamalu. That would be getting carried away. And, you know, it's funny. Jet fans always talk about how tortured they are. And, look, in terms of overall fan bases, I would get it. Maybe part of the reason why you get so tortured is because a lot of you let things get carried away. Yesterday was a great performance, a perfect performance. Soup to nuts, start to finish, fantastic. Enjoy that. And look, you have things to look forward to now the rest of the way. But don't, lie, don't, don't get carried away. Don't get too high or too low. And then that way you won't get disappointed. You'll just simply enjoy the season. And if you want to have some hope, you can have some hope. And I don't think it's completely a pipe dream to think that things are pointing in the right direction, at least in part, because think about how bad things were pointed earlier in the year. Those things did not disappear. These things are not the end-all be-all. So it feels good. Feel good. But just don't get carried away. That's all. That's not really going out on a limb. That's not some hot take. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 3776 So our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Tamer. Jets now have won three in a row. They're at uh, 4-7, and you'd have to say at this point, feeling as good as you have all season long. And good news, next two games, what you'd have to say are not only very winnable games, you'd almost have to say, come on, uh, how can you not win the next two games? A, you face the Bengals who have not won a game all year and don't seem interested in. And then you face the Dolphins again, which if you had to point a low point of the season in terms of a team that you lost to, that would probably be it. And this time you get them at home, A little revenge there, right? So before the season, Adam Gase made a little news when he said, you know what, we're gonna the goal for this season, we're going to play meaningful games in December. And the Jets' next game is in December. So there's gonna be talk, I'm sure, today, all day, about whether or not the Jets I saw one headline, hey, don't sleep don't disrespect these Jets. Don't discount them just yet. So our poll question is. Would you agree, since the Jets' next game is on December 1st, would you agree the Jets are going to play meaningful games in December? Either A, absolutely, these are meaningful games, or B, come on, get real. Come on, get real. So that's your poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Dammer. Coming up, I'll give you my answer. Get your answer at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. But lots of stuff to do today because, as I said, Sunday about as perfect a game start to finish for the Jets.
0: Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7
1: ESPN. Our poll question, which is up for today on uh, Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is uh, all about the Jets. Jets coming off another win. You'd have to say their most complete performance. If wins had the same kind of formula as a a quarterback rating, yesterday the Jets would have been 158.3, which is a really weird final number to come up with. Like when you come up with... A quarterback rating, I don't know what the the scenario was and who decided that the perfect rating would be 158.3, but there you go. Jets yesterday, perfect performance. Start to finish, great job by them, so they've now won three in a row. And they're now facing off against the Bengals and Dolphins the next two weeks. So you win those two games, all of a sudden you're sitting at 6-7 and with three games to go. Now before the season, Adam Gay said that um, the Jets, his goal for the season— was to be playing meaningful games in December. And since the next game is going to come on December 1st, I thought it would be a good time to ask whether or not you feel that's the case. Right, we had A lot of ups and downs. I think before the season, most people would have agreed. During the season, up until the last three weeks, I think we would have certainly pushed that 90 percentile, which is very, very difficult to do, as we've touched on before. So the poll question is up. Do you agree that the Jets will be playing meaningful games? The rest of the way here as we hit December, either absolutely or come on, get real. I would still say, come on, get real. I do. What meaningful games means to me is that you're in the playoff chase. It's great that the Jets have gotten their season turned around and you can feel like at least right now that they are a functional NFL team, which a lot of times this year they did not look like. And I would expect them to to beat the Bengals, right? I mean, you got to be – if if you're facing off against a team in Week 13 that has not won a single game and has no intentions of winning a single game, then uh, you have to win that game. And I think you have to kind of win the the Dolphin game too. So get to 6-7 and and you will feel much better about the the direction of the team almost certainly no matter how the, the final three games go. But am I going to start to say now, you know what, the Jets, they're real playoff contenders? No, I'm not. They're sitting even today at four and seven. And while I do think, I I mean, I don't know what the line, Brian, find out what the line is for the Bengals and Jets if there's an early line on that game yet. But even if you go out and beat the 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 Bengals, uh, would it be all that inconceivable for the Jets to lose to the Dolphins again? I mean, really? Would it be? You know, you're sitting at four and seven. The only teams in the AFC that you are better at than in terms of record are the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Bengals. And that's it. Like, either, either teams are ahead of you in the stand. Like, the Jaguars are sitting at four and seven. Nobody's going to say that they're in the playoff chase. And they already beat the Jets. So, no, I'm not going to get, again, as I said, I'm not going to get carried away. I'm not going to uh, start to uh you know get caught up in the mania or the hoopla. It's nice that they have an easy schedule here for the most part the remaining of the season, but uh, let's not uh, let's not get carried away, all right? So you can vote on the poll question, and it's funny, you know, people will come at me and, and crush me. I'm betting you dollar to a donut that and I love donuts, that most people you wouldn't agree with it either. You just had the you know being anonymous on the poll question. And at least so far, most people are saying, no, they're not going to be playing meaningful games. But you can vote on the poll question if you want. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. All right, let's focus on the Giants a little bit, but we'll get to the phone calls here in a second. 1-800-919-ESPN. Giants yesterday, obviously coming off their bye week, facing off against the Bears, a team with the, their own problems right now in terms of quarterback and everything else. That was, that was tough. And I almost blame the Jets for being as dominant as they were yesterday because that forced me – you know, when it's thirty-four to three, enforcement, forced me. All right, I'm not going to focus on the Jets. I'm not going to. You know, both games going on at the same time. I'm not going to watch the Jets the rest of the way. I'm going to go turn over to the Giants exclusively now. And then I had to watch the Giants exclusively. It was not a fun experience. So I blame you, Jets. I blame you, Adam Gase. So um, yesterday's performance was not good, I, and the season has not been good. Even in a season where they were basically zero expectations for the New York Giants. Zero. Nobody thought that this was a playoff team or it was going to be a good team or anything like that. I would think that you would say the only good thing that happened uh, for the Giants on Sunday was at least they moved up in draft position right now. If things were to end right now, the Giants would have the second spot in the draft. If they don't win any more games, they would have the second spot in the draft and – not winning any more games seems like it's a real distinct possibility right now. Giants lost to the Bears 19-14, so that's their seventh straight loss. They are now sitting at 2-9 and nine on the year. And it's the first time in team history they have gone winless in both October and November. So the last time that the Giants won a game, the Yankees were still playing baseball games. That's how long it's been. That's how long it's been. And as we said, there was no expectations for the Giants this year in terms of really being successful overall. Anytime you start a rookie quarterback, even if you have expectations, you have to adjust those down a little bit, right? You have to kind of shift down in what, what you think this season. But even with that caveat, the Giants have been horrible. They've been terrible. They've been boring. They've been in every phase, every phase of the game. You would have to say they are bad right now. And, you know, it's funny. Like earlier this year, uh, when things were really going bad for the Jets, Adam Gase's name was getting mentioned in the same breath as, as Rich Cotype. That's like the touchstone of bad coaches in the history of the Jets. When you flip to the Giants, I'm not old enough to remember the, you know, the super bad days of like the 70s. But I think the main name that you go to if you're a Giant fan is Ray Hanley. Like it, it, the, the, the first name that comes to my bad Giant coaches, you go to Ray Hanley. Ray Hanley at least won some games. In two years, Ray Hanley won 14 games. At this point... For Pat Shermer, if he were to win 14 games in two years, you'd feel like, oh, my God, things are really pointing in the right. That's how bad things have been. And I think it was always clear that there was going to be changes after this season. Coming into the year, the Giants were having a rebuilding season. Everybody knew that. But even with that caveat, you would have to say they have still been less than that in every phase of the game. Like the defense at least looked functioning yesterday, but I think that that was in large part because they were going up against a quarterback who seems completely lost in Mitch Trubisky. So I think it was always clear there was going to be changes to the coaching staff. You're going to have another high draft pick no matter what. But it's really going to, and I think the conversation now from this point forward, even if the Giants do win a game or two. Which they, I think, they still have. They still have Washington left, and they still have Miami left, and th- those would be the only games you would think, right? If you're ever going to win another game, and I don't even know if they're going to win either of those games. I think at this point, though, I think the main takeaway is that Pat Shermer is probably going to be among the changes made, because while it was a rebuilding season, he's starting a rookie quarterback, and all expectations have to be altered based on that. What would you say that Pat Shermer's strength is? What would you say, all right, you know what, it's a bad season, it's a young team, the defense is this, the offensive line is that, this thing, that thing. We've had a lot of injuries, all the normal excuses everybody uses for a bad season. But what would you say, if your coach is is Pat Shermer, what would you say he does well? I mean, even the quarterback, who is not, I would not say is high up on the list of actual problems for for the Giants. I mean, the guy's getting killed out there. I mean, he was getting killed yesterday. The play call, I mean, there's no imagination. There's nothing that the Pat Shermer Giants, you would say, all right, he's doing that really, really well. So there's still a long way to go. Maybe the Giants can finally figure out to win a game or two. At this point, it's it's not a question of whether or not there's going to be changes. It's just how deep are these changes going to run. Because it's pretty clear at this point, the Giants are not a very talented team. They've got a lot of young players. Uh, They need a lot more. And whether or not Dave Gettleman's the guy to be picking those players, that remains to be seen as well. Because a lot of the guys last year who came in in that first rookie class uh, seemed like, all right, it's going to take some time here, but at least in turn. That was the one thing, at least for, for Gettleman, that I would point to and say, hey, you know what, he's not done a great job. He's had a lot of issues here, this Pan Eli trades. The mindset going into that first year of trying to patch things, to, patchwork things together. But at least that first year, you could look at the draft and say, hey, you know what? At least he's done a good job with that. And if you're going to be good, that's the area, that's probably the most important area to be good. But even those guys have kind of regressed in year number two. So it's pretty clear at this point uh, James Betcher is going to be gone after this year. I think it's pretty clear at this point is a good chance that uh, that Pat Shermer's gone after this year. And really the conversation is going to kind of hinge on whether or not Dave Gettleman should follow him out the door. Now, there was that report. Yesterday, uh, I don't know if people saw this or not, that uh, Jason Garrett, the Cowboys coach, that if he gets fired after this season, that he would have the preferred destination of the New York Giants, which it's not really all that shocking, even despite the record. Every time it seems like the Giants' job is open because of the stability of the organization, the stability of the owners, guys that don't generally jump to uh, conclusions and and react to the noise – That is always going to be a job that I think a lot of people would be appealing for. The fact that Jason Garrett, who has been coaching in Dallas now for 10 years and has two playoff wins, the fact that that guy would have a preferred coaching destination, boy, oh boy, that takes a lot of guts, no? Would Jason Garrett be a better coach than Pat Shermer? Yeah, I think he would be. But I think that says more about Pat Shermer than it does than Jason Garrett. And if the Giants can't do any better than Jason Garrett moving forward, if they do make a coaching change after this year and Jason Garrett's available, well, boy, the direction of the organization is even worse than it feels right now. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's create some calls in here. Uh, we'll go to Tommy in the car. Tommy, what's going on, my man?
0: Gordon, good show. I listen to you every morning, but your tongue must be on fire the way you were talking about the Jets. Why is that? Because you're not a Jet lover. No. But, I'm fa- but Tommy, I know, I'm you're, a fan. Fan. Right, I know but you're a Miami, Miami fan. Right, but I'm a Miami
1: fan. Right, but I crush my team more so than any other team and when the Jets ah. play well, I say they play well. I don't concoct some reason why they didn't play well. I mean, if I oh, came I on the talk. air and said that the Jets didn't do this or that yesterday, it would be ridiculous. But no.
0: you gotta give them their due. I gave, gave them their guess? due. Did right. I not give them their due? No,
1: you gave getting that I that's why I very mostly you bashed them. Right. Well th- mostly they've been terrible. I mean, how do you want me to work this? How do you want me to work this? When they got when they're playing the Patriots and they look like a Pop Warner team. Do you want me to come on the air? In this day and age with with the internet, with Twitter, with podcasts, with webcasts, with this thing, with that thing, Periscope, what a sad little corner of the world that is. There are more avenues for you to find the viewpoint that lines up with your viewpoint, right? We can all kind of live in that bubble where everybody kind of agrees with us, if that's what you want. And if you are a Jet fan who's looking, For someone, this is true of Yankee fans, too. There's a thousand of them on Twitter where all they do is just shake pom-poms. Oh, my team. I love my team. I love my teams. But when my team does something wrong, I'm going to say, hey, I don't like this. (laughs) I'm not going to just be follow the company line as if I'm on the team. If you're looking for that, there are more than enough avenues for you to follow that. But that's not going to be me. And I don't know how long I'll do this show. Who knows? I could get the, the call after this show today. You're out. It happens on radio all the time. But as long as I'm going to, to be here and do a show, even for one hour at five in the morning, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. So when the Jets play well, boom, the Jets played well. When they play terribly, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? They didn't play very well. And I'm going to hammer them when they deserve to be hammered. But I'm not going to hammer them unfairly. And there's nothing to hammer them about yesterday. It was a perfect game. Good for them. Let's see what happens. I think the, 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 the viewpoint is out of that game. There's not really much you can say outside of all the good things. So moving forward, let's see what happens when things don't go perfectly. But the next couple of weeks... They should probably go kind of like yesterday
0: now back to the gordon damer show on 98.7 espn darnold in the shotgun takes the snap and darnold on a keeper up the middle he's at the goal line and he's in for a jet touchdown sam darnold a little zone read quarterback keeper and he runs it in for his second rushing touchdown this season
1: All right, so there you go. Bob was choosing the call right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, one of the uh, many Jet touchdowns on the day yesterday. That was the rushing touchdown for Sam Darnold. He had two passing touchdowns. The Jets roll. Now three straight wins. They are tied into our poll question for today, which is, of course, Adam Gay said that they were going to play meaningful games in December. Their next game is on December 1st, so would you agree? Do you agree that the Jets games in December this year they're going to be meaningful to you? You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter on uh, at Gordon Damer. Either absolutely or come on, get real. At least so far, sixty percent of you are saying come on, get real. But it's still early on in the morning. We'll see if this thing things can sometimes change. I will say this because there were a lot of Raider games. They made mention of that throughout the game yesterday. Imagine being a Raider fan that you you show up at Met Life and that day that that weather and as bad as the weather and you know it was chilly yesterday rain as bad as that was your performance of your team was even worse but Jamal Adams said after the game that uh, that they felt disrespected by all the raider fans well you weren't disrespected by the raider fans you were disrespected by jet fans cuz the jet if the jet fans who bought the tickets went to the game and were invested you know in the season and wanted to go see you play then the Raider fans would not have been able to really get the tickets, right? I mean, I'm sure some of them would have found their way in the building. But I think it's mostly because Jet fans, with the way the season went, I can't say that I blame them at the time if they got rid of their tickets weeks ago or whatnot. But you'd have to say that that's why the Raider fans were able to get in the building, no? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So the Jets are on the table. Giants are on the table. Let's get out to the, to the phones here. one 800 espn Let's go to Robert is in Manhattan. Robert, my friend, what's going on?
0: All I can say is about yesterday. Yeah, the fact that CBS and Fox made us watch two of the worst games of all time, as far as I'm concerned. What Patriots? CBS and Fox at one yeah. o'clock. Both.
1: At, oh, 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 both teams at the same time.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Which means, of course, that. Well, anyway, I, I, I don't want to get into yeah, that. I don't, I don't like both.
1: the. I mean, it seems like in the last couple of years, it's there, there's no longer, you know, the Jets play, at, you know, one team plays at one, one plays teams that plays at four. They both play at the same time. I'd actually rather they play separately so you can actually focus on both games because it kind of, you know, unless you have a, you know, you're one yes, on point one, one one-point one
0: Unfortunately, with the locals, you know, uh, what the. Uh, 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 Teams, you know, the stations do is when there's a, a game that's out of reach for a team, they'll switch to a different game. But you can't do that with the locals. You gotta, you gotta stick with the, with, yep. with, with the, with the. Anyway, all those Ra- every every Raider fan from now on should wear a bag over his head. Shame <laughs> on you! Shame yeah, no. on you for proving to me that you're a fake, a fraud, and a phony. Forget that. As far as the Giants are concerned, remember they have to play the Eagles two more times. And considering where the Eagles are, the Giants yeah. might beat them.
1: Yeah, well, I, 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 don't know if the, I don't know if the Giants could beat anybody. I, I agree with you. The Eagles seem like they're completely lost right now. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I think they're still, even as bad as they are, uh, still in a better place than the Giants are. And, and, and really, if you are looking for winnable giant games, you'd have to look Miami and you'd have to look Washington. But I don't know that you could... I mean, right now, I don't know what the line would be. I mean, the Dolphins have played significantly better than the Giants have. Again, the last time the Giants won a game, they were lucky to even win that game. But at least the last time they won a game, the Yankees were still playing. Think about how long that has been. It's been a while. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know what? I want... I like to be forward-thinking. I like to be the person who is the first person to mention things, TV shows, movies, books, whatever. I, over the weekend, had this drink, and I want to be on record now because by the time summer rolls around, which seems like it's a million miles away, I had this drink. It's called Kalo, K-A-L-O. It's, um, it's like a sparkling water. I had it in a couple of adult beverages, but it has like uh, – I guess it has hemp in it. I can see why these football players are all talking about the CBD. I woke up on Sunday. I felt like I was on, I felt like Barry Bonds when he was uh, hitting home runs left and right. I felt fantastic. I'm getting me, I, I'll tell you right now, by the time summer rolls around, I you know, like the hard seltzers this past summer, it was like the big thing. I'm telling you right now, K, it's K-A-L-O. Uh, K-A-L-O. It's got a little, uh, what do you call that? A little accent, a little tilde, whatever it's called. Kalo is the name of the drink. I'm telling you right now, next time. I, I think I'm just going to start. This is going to be my new exercise program. I'm not going to do anything else. <laughs> just that. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Speaking of being unbelievable, how about those Jets, huh? Who told you? It wasn't me. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Who told you? Why didn't they tell me? No, actually, I was on the Jets yesterday. Hit up the old fan duel. Fantastic. And Brian, you said they're only three and a half point favorites against the Bengals. That's it?
0: Yes, that's it.
1: Get me to Jersey. Got to cross that bridge. I got to get to Jersey. Well,
0: the good thing is that you're close to there, so.
1: I am. I'll be there a little later today. Oh, and I'll be hitting it up. Hitting it up. Yes, the Jets went out yesterday. And let's be honest. People were saying to me during the, what are you going to say now, funny guy? What are you going to say now, smart guy? I'm going to say the Jets played fantastic. They won in every phase of the game. What else would I say? I don't unfairly criticize the Jets Earlier this year, the Jets looked inept in every phase of the game. And when they looked inept in every phase of the game, I simply pointed that out. And you know what the funny thing is? You know what the really the thing that actually gets under my skin? Not that the Jets won, because I had the Jets yesterday. I wanted them to win. Think I want to affect my wallet just by my hatred of the Jets? No. I love my wallet even more than I hate the Jets, which is saying something. But it's funny to me because our poll question is up for today. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. I have all these people, you know, oh, see, Jets are a lot better than you think. You don't give them any credit. The poll question is, are they going to play meaningful games in December, right? You got the Bengals next. You got the Dolphins. Very good chance you can get at least to, to six, right? You got four now, and you play two of the worst teams coming up. So if you're able to beat the Raiders, you should absolutely be able to beat the Bengals and the Dolphins. But you know what? 60% of you say, no, they're not playing meaningful games. So you're all a bunch of frauds who will call up on the phone to say this or that. But when they, when you have that private moment voting on the poll question, uh, no, I don't really think they're playing meaningful. You're all a bunch of phonies. You're all a bunch of phonies. So good job by the Jets yesterday. All credit is due. You played a perfect game. So credit to the quarterback, credit to the defense, credit to the head coach. Credit to the head coach, Adam Gase, absolutely has gotten this team back on track. They've won three in a row. They look like a functional NFL team, and yesterday they looked fantastic from start to finish. So all credit is due. This is not a case where you see tweets, well, what are you going to say about Adam Gase? We're going to say he did a good job. When he didn't do a good job, we said that too. That's how it works. So you have the Jets, you have the Giants who looked as inept as uh, possible. Once again, now seven straight losses. And it's really kind of, it's becoming harder and harder to figure out which, which game they're going to win. I guess Washington and, and Miami, those are two possibilities. But other than that, doesn't look like there's a, it's not a long list of it. I'll tell you that. Right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here before we get to uh, go like a wingo at the top of the hour. Here is Eddie in Brooklyn. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. Listen, I'm a
0: Jet fan, right? But I'm sorry. I'm tired of these fans that's like leaving, li- living denial. Mm-hmm. Where was the Jets in the beginning of the season? Where was Adam Gates in the beginning of the season? So now it's like saying like you lost all these games that you were supposed to win, and now you, let's say they finished eight and eight, they're gonna be looking at say, Oh, only if we had won the games that we were supposed to win, we could probably made a chance to make the playoff. It's like me going to work. And I don't work for seven hours, and I work for the eight hours, and I'm looking at my boss like, "Yo, you should get yeah, me, huh? a Yeah, look at me, huh? Yeah, look
1: at me. I, I finished strong, right?
0: You know what I mean, so I, I don't know what's wrong with the Jets fan, yeah. man. They need to wake up.
1: Well, look, I I, 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 you have to give them credit. It was a difficult situation that Gase was facing here three weeks ago with a, as low a point as he probably could have, uh, and he has, regardless of the opponent. It's about wins and losses. It's about performance, and the Jets have performed. It, one of the takeaways that I had and and will continue to have is is that when the things were going wrong and everything was as bad as it could be, the list of excuses included injury you know what is he supposed to do Gordon he's got all these injuries have been thrown into this impossible spot uh, the offensive line come on Gordon how what is he supposed to do this offensive line is terrible. what are they supposed to do but now, Yesterday, I mean, it's not like the offensive line has gotten healthier. They had injuries along the offensive line during the game yesterday. So it's not like the team has gotten healthier. It's not like the offensive line has has made some huge signing or brought in some new guys that are all of a sudden more talented than the guys they had. So it does make you kind of say, yeah, this is great. It was great. But what about back then? Those games didn't get eliminated. Those games didn't get wiped off the – it's not like uh, when you're on probation. If you keep your nose clean, your record gets wiped out later on. No, that record still exists. The Jaguars game still exists. The Dolphin game still exists. So uh, we'll see where things go. I know where I'm going. Off the air. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.